Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive LLC. See you soon. Westplex 107.1. It is BS in the Morning. Shelly, are you finally up? I'm finally up. It was, Man. you know, I got a girl's got to get her beauty sleep. I tell you what, and it's, I need lots of it. It's these, it's these beautiful days like we've had yesterday, where the sun's out, and you know, and 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 you know, it's just that crisp fall air. You know, temperatures about sixty degrees, and you know, it's just oh man, it just feels great, doesn't it? Those beautiful nights. Yeah, it wasn't like that yesterday. Yesterday was a cold gray bucket of suck. <laughs> Two in a row, man. <laughs> I know. Two in a row. It's depressing as hell. You know, it is. Uh, and then, and then last night, if you were out and about last night, unfortunately, I was for various reasons. But then it stopped raining, and it was that crappy mist. You know what I mean? It's just like, yeah. It's just like, and it, you know, and it's like one of those things where you can't quite get your windshield wipers to do the proper delay. You know what I mean? Like, you, yes, you turn I it do. up a little bit too fast, and you're like, okay, and then you turn a little bit too slow, and you get too much mist on the windshield. You know, and oh man. Anyway, uh, you know. What? what? We, we should be happy that we're uh, above ground and not beneath ground, right? Say that right yes, up front. Yes, we're looking down at the flowers instead of up at the roots. Yeah, we don't want that kind of stuff. Uh, uh-huh. Boy, the the presidential thing. Oh, by the way, the Dodgers are the world champions. Um, and I, I think that's the first time they've, or no, not the first time, but I think the last time they were was like sometime back in the 80s, if I'm not mistaken. Um, anyway, um, I was so fighting. Was that just the luck of numbers? No, I was just, I was rooting for Tampa Bay because you know you know me I always root for the underdog because I am the yeah, underdog. So, uh, but Tampa Bay didn't quite. But they put up a good fight. You know, it was uh, it was uh, what what f- final four games of two. It was yeah because in six games yeah so it had been it would yeah four games four four to two uh, as far as the uh, number of wins are concerned. Uh, stuff as far as other stuff is concerned today I believe the uh, ban goes back into effect in Metro East. Uh, and I had somebody the other day actually ask me where's the metro east <laughs> and, uh-huh. and i'm going like i thought everybody knew what metro east was you know for a long time well, what ago, did you tell them i go it's where you don't go it's where you cross over the river and and as soon as you cross over the river you're you know you get shot at and then when you get you know when they when they empty their magazine at you then a gal is going to jump out and jump in your car and do a lap dance on you that's what the metro east is all about Oh, okay so it's a uh, west Sager. <laughs> you know no everybody you you know it is so it is so weird that within our area that people are like you have you know people are territorial by the state they're territorial by the county and they're territorial about neighborhoods you know like for example in st louis county you could say well i live in ladue or you could say i live in wellston and it's like, okay, <laughs> that tells me a lot both ways. You know what I'm saying? And it's yes, it the, does. It's the same county. And it, and it always gets me that when you hear somebody on TV in some national show, well, you know, the people in St. Louis, the people in St. Louis, there's no quote-unquote person in St. Louis. They don't, we don't all think alike. And I think that's what's sort of interesting about the whole election thing right now. Once again, they're trying to make it into, well, the people of Georgia think this way. No, they don't. they're they're all over the map just like every place else just like you and your next door neighbor you know i mean you're probably totally different than the people who live on you know either side of you across uh, you know across the street from you and behind you you're all different everybody's different i know very little of my neighbors well but but that's not uncommon nowadays you know it's really not it's the damnedest 
darndest thing. All, all I can tell you is be thankful that your neighbors aren't retired. We're the ones that are retired. <laughs> no, be thankful your neighbors aren't retired. Because <laughs> I, no, I neighbors speak, are all younger than me. I speak from experience because I'm the, I'm the old, old broad. Actually, I'm the wicked witch because when the, the little the little darlings come up to the Halloween. I dress up as a, as a witch. And this one little boy, he's a grown man now, but this one little boy, he says, he was a ninja. And I came and, and he was like, he was like, yeah. And then I opened up the door and he was like, ooh. And do you know that boy until he, be, it, until he grew up would never come by my house. He would like run every time they would go for a walk, he would run past my house. My neighbors never talk to me anyway because they think I don't own a bra. And that's probably the reason why. You know, every now and then I have to go outside and run the vacuum cleaner over the driveway just to make sure that my neighbors never talk to me. I don't well, wear know, a mask for the same reason one. I don't wear underwear. Oh. Things gotta breathe. Okay, what are you saying now? <laughs> it's funny that you play that one because I sometimes I take my big rugs yeah. out to the yeah. driveway yeah. and lay them flat yeah. and vacuum them and let them get some sun. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I, you know, I think that's the right way to do it. You air them out, you know, because you, you get them out there and, you know, and, and not only the fact, just the fact that you pick them up and move them, um, you know, there's probably a little bit of dust that's creeped down through the rug and on the floor, right? So you clean that up, right? No? Say that one more time. If once you take the rug out, there's probably dust under the rug as well too, correct? Uh-huh. And you got to clean that up. So that, you know, nothing wrong with that. You know, I do that. Oh, was I supposed to do that? Oh, no, no. I do that every 20 years. You know, I mean, just like one of those things, <laughs> whether it needs it or not. <laughs> You're so funny. Oh, no, I'm not. Okay. So uh, Metro East is going to be uh, uh, Governor, uh, you know, Mr. Governor Big Mac is, is going to uh, uh, shut down the Metro East. I believe it's today in Chicago. Man, you know, and once again, these poor people that i mean at least we're on the air okay things have been very rough for those of us in the media business uh and at least you know nobody said oh you've got to turn your transmitters off you just got to go off the air because you know the transmitters spread the virus uh but how would you like to be like a restaurateur like across the river you know like the places over there the local places uh you know the mom and pops the bars you know the chain restaurants and stuff like that uh you can't go inside and not only that this time of the year um i guess uh, there's some of the restaurants over there and have like a patio you can eat on okay who's going to go in outside and eat like yesterday you know what i mean i mean who's going to go out there unless you're like you know i mean you know mr mr tough guy you know mr you know uh, army ranger or you know mr you know navy seal well it doesn't bother me 30 degrees is great it's raining on my head yep i can eat my hamburger with rain on my head in 30 degrees no problem right but who's going to do that nobody so you just have to shut down God, this, this... That's so wrong. Well, you know, once again... I mean, has it spiked up over there, or yeah, what? Yeah, the numbers, yeah. You know, but the Is there, cr- like, Illinois and then the Metro East, and they're not the same place? Okay, I... this. It's it, like there's Florida and South Florida. Okay, I heard a statistic last night, and I'm trying to verify it. Supposedly, some professor did a study of universities from anywhere from Arizona East... And I don't know if he got all the universities, but he, you know, he did it purposely so that he had various places all over the country. So it wasn't just like one area. Okay. And he did a study on university students and he identified 26,000 university students 
who got the Charlie 1-9 virus, okay? Okay. And then he did all sorts of research on when they got it, you know, you know, symptoms and things like that. And the yeah, most so he did do symptoms because symptoms are not the same for everyone. Right. But the most important thing he did was he asked them how severe did it get? Did you have to go did you have to go to the hospital and were you admitted? Once again, the big question, were you admitted to the hospital? 26,000 students. How many how many hospital admissions were there? Uh, 15,000. Zero. Really? Yeah. 26,000 students who, who came down with the, the, the Charlie 1-9 virus. Across the nation. Yes. From Arizona East. Uh, zero. Zero hospital admissions. Zero. And, you know, and once again, it, and, and I heard somebody talking about this, like some of the universities, you know, they're doing, if they're doing in, I don't know about Mizzou, but this is, I think the guy was talking about Cornell and a couple of the, the you know, the Northeast universities, uh, if they are doing in, in class, uh, you know, teaching, it will end with Thanksgiving break because they don't oh, want really? everybody coming back from Thanksgiving break. Because they're afraid that the students are going to, you know, they're in, you know, they're all pretty much in their dorms and they're off campus housing. And then they're going to, uh, you know, they've sort of isolated themselves to a certain degree. They're in a geographical area. They're not traveling. And for the most part, I guess they aren't. But anyway, uh, the, the point being is that once they go back home for Thanksgiving and they're all over the country and then they come back, they're going to bring back the virus. So they just decided, OK, here's what we're going to do uh, in class learning until the Thanksgiving break. Then the rest of the year, uh, rest of the academic year um, is essentially online how would you how would you like to be (laughs) like a college student right now or like and that's just in illinois right no 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 this is this was this i can't remember where this was it was cornell i believe Uh, oh okay yeah but but i i've heard other universities are doing the same thing that they don't want because they're saying, well, people are traveling. Now, here's the other crazy thing. Okay, think about this for a minute. And you know what? I'm not trying to be a tinfoil kind of guy, but the whole thing is fascinating when you start to look at numbers. Tin okay, tinfoil kind of guy? Well, you know, the tinfoil hat kind of thing, you know, where you, <laughs> you know, where like, you know, you, you, you know, you, you put, you know, you, you, know, you, you hear weird people talk about, well, you know, there's radiation. You know, there's a lady that walks around St. Charles County with, with Capri Sun tinfoil on her head. I know that. Oh, Okay. And, and, you know, she's related to me, so I don't want to really go too much into depth on that. But um, <laughs> and she's very independent. OK, so so let me let me let me let me go back. I, I can't remember what I was saying now. You you ruined my train of thought. It's all your fault. You were talking about a tinfoil <laughs> kind of man. I can't remember what I was, was talking about. Anyway, the, 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 the Did whole, you just have a Shelley moment. No, the whole idea behind this is, is that it's just, you know. I'm, you know, I heard somebody last night talk about they had the H1N1 virus and the, and it was horrible. I mean, you know, that was back in what 2010 or something like that. Yeah, it's been a while. And and guess who was in office then? Joe Biden and Barack Obama. You know, and did they shut the country down? No. You know, did they do? You know, they kill the economy? No. You know, I don't know. I'm just. I'll be honest with you. I don't normally get like this, but we'll talk about this next hour. The Ed Brown thing. You know what I'm talking about? I do not, but I saw what you posted on Facebook. About what? Or maybe it wasn't you. Maybe it was someone else. That I, I'm not going to say because I saw it on Facebook and I don't know if it's true or not. Oh, whoa, but whoa, 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 whoa. It was with. It was about Ed Brown. Shelly, the person who gets all her news from Facebook, doesn't know if something's true or not. 
Can, well, this was kind of serious. Can, can, can I tell you something? That, that I'm a techno guy. I love computers. I love the internet the whole bit. But even this scares me. I don't know if you've had this experience, but if I like come across somebody that I'm doing business with, matter of fact, it happened just the other day, a guy who's like four states away that I put in my address book on my phone, okay? And then like two days later, he's in my, you know, you know, hey, here's somebody you need to be friends with. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay. It's very big brotherish. So, it's like people you know. No. And, no, and, I'm and fine. And that happens to me all the time. I mean, people. I know, me too. People that I meet, like, you know, at, at events. Well, we don't go to many events anymore, but, you know, like people that we're doing business with, things like that. I stick them in my phone, you know, in my dress book. And then, like, two, three, four days later, they show up in my, here's someone you should be, you know, here's someone you should be friends with. You know, and I'm going, like, okay, so Facebook has got access to my phone book in my in my phone facebook has access to everything and they're matching the phone numbers because when you know when you go into facebook you put your profile in you have to put your phone number in your cell phone number right so they're matching those numbers like okay this is you know are we done it's 649 (laughs) i think we're done we're not done for the day yeah we're done for the day what one break we're done time to go home uh, we'll be right back at 6.49. If I can get the computer to work on it. No. I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do this. He now, always wants to do this and this and Now this, say it again. The say it again. The computer always stops. Them. Say Horrible the time. Phone. Say the time. 6.49. Westplex 107.1. It is BS in the morning. I'm Shelly. She is Brad. Our web address is westplex1071.com. And you can also check out our uh, morning show website, which is bsinthemorning.show. And Shelly, I have to tell you, I look at the numbers of that from time to time. Man, it just keeps growing. So people are checking out our morning site and the Westplex 107 site. And it's pretty interesting. It's fun, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I see where people are going. A um, couple things to talk about this morning. First off. Okay, I, I, you know, I, I, I know this doesn't sound like a broken record, but last night I'm listening to a show on NPR, and they're talking about voter suppression. Okay, and I ask you, have has anybody ever tried to stop you to vote? No, <laughs> I don't. Never. I don't get this. I mean, they keep talking. They open about, the door up for you. They're like, "Welcome." Well, now I get the fact that you know, back in the '50s and '60s. You had the South, which, quite honestly, made it very tough for black people to vote. I get that. But this isn't the 50s and the 60s anymore. No, and, it's not. And, and to the point where, you know, I say it again, this is Brad's idea. Everybody hates Christopher Columbus right now. I don't. But, you know. I don't either. But people hate him. They took his, uh, you know, they took his, 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 uh, his uh, um, statue down and, you know, which in I the think city. Which wrong. A bunch of places. You know, so. And but nobody complained about taking his day off. You know what I mean? Nobody complained earlier this month when you had Christopher Columbus Day off. Okay. I know, right? <laughs> Take that day and make it uh, make it voting day. Essentially, say you know we'll call it we'll call it America Day. You know because he supposedly discovered America. We'll call it America Day. And every other year when there's no election in November, it'll be a free day just be America Day. And you, the idea that, hey, think about the fact, the freedoms we have in the whole bit. But then every other year, and even years, you know, like we have the, the biggie, the, the, you know, the one 2004, then we'll have, or excuse me, we'll have, uh, yeah, another presidential election in 2004. But in 2002, we'll have an election for the U.S. reps. It'll be another, you know, what they call uh, an, an off-year election, whatever. Anyway. Don't you mean 2022? 
what did I say? Well, 2022 will be the, the, the you know, the reps because the reps are every two years. 2024, again, will be uh, the, um, um, you know, the, the, the national uh, president uh, reps, some senators. That The way it's set it up, that like uh, approximately a third of the senators come up for re-election every two years. Because, okay. Because the, the, the senators have a six-year term. So, in other words, they've got it set up so that they divide the Senate essentially into three, and they have it so that every every two years, a third of the Senate is up for re-election or election, whatever. Okay. I want to move on from that. Tragic news. Ed Brown, whose real name was Charles Brown, which is, I'm scratching my head over that, um, for all intents and purposes, committed suicide. He's the eye patch guy of Brown and Brown. Okay. Oh, honey, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. On Monday. Okay, I'll tell my little stupid story that I grew up not too far from Ed and Dan Brown, the two brothers, Brown and Brown. And I wasn't home when this happened. And Dan, I believe, is the younger of the two. Dan was in school with my brother. So one day, my mom, there's the doorbell rings, and I'm not home. My mom told me the story later because I got home, and there's blood on our front porch. And one day, the doorbell rings, knocking the door. My mom opens the door. They're the Brown brothers, Dan and Ed. And uh, Dan, the younger of the two, said to my mom, Mrs. Hildebrand, we know this is your, you know, we know Lance lives here. Um, and my brother got hurt. He's hurt, and we need help, and we don't know who to talk to, you know, because, you know, because they were about, I want to say lived, lived near us. They lived probably about a mile away from us. So him and his brother had come on over to, you know, near my house and down the street from my house, my old house was a creek and they were, this is like in the summertime and they were waiting around in the creek and Ed stepped on a broken bottle in the, in the, in the creek that he didn't know was down there and it cut up his foot pretty bad. So my mom takes him in, you know, gets some, you know, gauze and stuff like that, you know, uh, wraps his foot up calls his mom on the phone what's your phone number you know remember when you used to do that you go in the kitchen and you'd pick up the yes, phone I and do. you'd call and she said you know mrs brown you know this is florence Hildebrand, and my son is uh, or my your sons are here at my house and your one son uh got got injured uh you know uh, they, he, he cut his foot he was down in the creek and he's bleeding pretty badly i you know gauzed him up whatever and um uh, you know i think you need to come pick him up and i think you might need to take him to the hospital he might need stitches okay so yeah his mom their mom comes over and as my mom tells him just reads him the riot act not like are you okay honey you know oh let me look she's just like ripping them apart you stupid kids what are you doing why are you down in the creek what are you i told you not to go down there blah 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 blah, blah, blah. And so she sort of takes them out and throws them in the car and off they go okay so it's, okay. A, it's a story my mom used to always remember because you know when these guys got sort of famous, you know the Brown brothers, you know, you know, I, you know the Eye Patch and the other one, and 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 what's interesting is, have you ever been up late at night and watched these these like these half an hour infomercials they do, 
where I they, have. Where they just drive around, <laughs> and, and, and there's one of them. They went to the same high school as my brother, and one of them, for like a half an hour, they're in the parking lot of Hazelwood East High School, and they're sitting in the parking lot. They're, not sitting, they're standing, talking about going to school at Hazelwood East. Well, well, you know, I can remember some memories and things like that. And my favorite episode, matter of fact, we kidded about it for a while. I think it was up on our on our Facebook page, or not our Facebook page, on our on our uh, web page. It when, was. Where remember they're in front of the zoo, and they're talking about how great the St. Louis Zoo is. And I can't remember one of the two, Dan or, or Ed, whichever the two, said, "There's a lot of animals in there." Brilliant statement. <laughs> <laughs> The zoo. Right, you're standing in front of the zoo, and you say, "There's a lot of animals in there." That's like going to Shaw's Garden and standing out in front and say, "You know, there's a lot of flowers in Shaw's Garden." You know what I mean? Like, no, really, there's there's flowers in Shaw's Garden. Are are standing in front of the arch and going like, "You know, that arch is there's a lot of stainless steel in that arch." You know, it's like, okay, we get it. You know, so. Apparently, their offices are down in the one memorial drive, uh, one, one memorial drive, which is down to right in front of the arch. Used to be where KMOX is, Channel 4, still down in the first floor of that building. And their offices are, from what I read, this is what I read, on the 11th floor. They had a balcony. He walked out of his balcony, got up on the balcony, and jumped. Killed himself. And it's going like... I'm so sorry for well, that. But, but you think about this. You go like, okay, now hold on a minute now. You look at them and you go like, okay successful attorneys they become somewhat celebrities pretty much everybody knows who they are especially with him with the eye patch you know and and what's interesting is is i i know it's been asked before and supposedly uh the reason reason i mentioned this is supposedly it was a childhood injury and i'm thinking to myself okay this kid this kid can't win because you know he ended up on my mom's doorstep you know you know with his foot all torn up from walking you know in a creek and stepping on a broken bottle and you know it's to the point where it's like what drove him to that? You ever think about things like that? You, know? you never know what's going on, going on in another person's pair of mismatched socks. But I, I have to tell you, there are times for me when I look at that and I go like, God, that's sad. And the other side of the coin, I'm going like, you know, I get it. I totally get it. I know. You know? Well, uh, I would like to say that if you are feeling that life is hopeless and that you need that you're 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 considering and contemplating uh ending your life please call the suicide prevention lifeline and that's 800-273-8255 so this turned into it, a psa <laughs> it will yes it will well you know we talked about that about a month or so ago the new line is going to be 988 remember Yes, that's the but new, I don't think it's in play yet. I don't think it is either, but that's going to be the new suicide national suicide prevention line, just like 911, you dial 988. And then, because and, I just want to tell people that you may think that this is your only option, but let me tell you, people's lives are a train wreck. You leave behind a train wreck when you take your life. Yeah, so 800-273-8255. But the flip side of that is, is look at the people who, who you know, there's never going to be anything better for them. You know, I mean, like, like that's not true. There's always something better. No, for them. no, you're in, you're in a nursing home. You know, I mean, you know, those of us of a certain age have had parents that have, you know, gone with that way or even, yes. you know, relatives or, you know, brothers or sisters or aunts and uncles and things like that. And they're not yeah. the same person. You know, they got, you know, they got, uh, uh, you know, dementia and, and, you know, and, and it's just like, okay, you know, I mean, what happened to that person? They're gone. And, you know, and, and so many times, you know, it's to the point where, like, once you get, I mean, like, this sounds horrible to say, 
But you hear things, people who get up there in ages, and, oh, they broke their hip. That's like the death sentence. You know what I mean? How many times? It was like that with my dad. Yeah. yeah how many times father, do you hear people when they, you know, they break their hip and like, you know, two months later they're dead? It's like, okay, the hip, is it attached to the heart or is it attached to the brain? No. Okay. Why is that? I think it's because they are motionless. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Think sad. So, you know, the, the situation far, far brown and brown. And once again, saying that, and this is me saying this, me as a media person i don't want to say professional because that'll sound like i actually know what i'm doing and is that's not the case but uh me as a media person you look at this and it's like okay so why do they run half an hour or they're probably not gonna run them anymore but why do they run half an hour infomercials where they drive around town with their mom and they go to their where they used to live hey this is where we used to live we used to live in this house and their mom's like oh it's a wonderful house i love this house and it's just you like, don't know what was going on in his mind. No, though, no, Brian. but what I'm you saying. You don't know no, no, what no, was going no. on in his I'm, life to do I'm, something like that. I'm past that. I'm saying, why is it that we have attorneys that run these goofy, stupid commercials and infomercials and like the Brown and Crouppen guys where the guys just, they go out to lunch and they're stuffing their face and Ed, whoever the heck that, he's one of the attorneys and he's, and he's in his kitchen making, I mean, I don't care, you know? I mean, and not only that, I'm thinking to myself. But you watch it. I don't you watch it. You may not it. care, but you watch I it. I don't watch it because of the fact that, I mean, I've, I've looked at a couple of them. I go, like, okay, this is stupid. And I see the bus boards. I'm behind buses. You know, get BCTV. You know, it's like, okay, I don't get it. You know, because once again, it would be like one of our advertisers. It would be like, let's pick one of our advertisers. Well, let's not pick one specifically. Let's say we had a car dealer on here. It would be a car dealer. Matter of fact, it's pretty funny. There's a there's a, a car dealer running right now um, on some stations. He won't run in ours, but there's some stations. Kent Newbold from Newbold Toyota BMW over there in O'Fallon, Fairview Heights, wherever he's at, over in Illinois, okay? And uh-huh. and he comes on and he says, hi, this is Kent Newbold from, uh, you know, a Newbold Toyota BMW. This is a car commercial. Blah, 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 blah. That's right. I'm Kent Newbold. Come over and see me, you know, for your new Toyota BMW. I'm thinking to myself, Great idea, <laughs> because of the that fact that was a good commercial, actually. <laughs> and it's pretty. I didn't see it, but just but but just you talking about it. I'm telling you, that's the entire commercial, and it's pretty funny, you know, because does it's it, like. It, does it say like like a bubble chat? Blah blah blah. No, blah, no, blah. it's it's a, it's a radio commercial. I yeah. oh okay, yeah. never mind. He's on the radio, <laughs> and he says he comes on, and he says, "Hi, I'm Kent Newbold from Newbold Toyota BMW in Fairview Heights, wherever it's at. I can't remember O'Fallon or Shiloh, or whatever it's over there. It's over in, in St. Clair County." And then he says, "This is a this is a car commercial." Blah 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 blah. That's exactly what he says. That's oh, how funny is that? Yeah, I'm Kent Newbold. You know, come, I want that commercial. Well, but see, once again, it's to the point where it's like, <laughs> but but see, what he's doing is. I get it. He's taking, it's like a 10 or a 15 second commercial. You know, he's personalizing the commercial because it's him. You walk through the dealership, just like I used to buy, you know, back in the day, I used to buy all my cars from Dave Sinclair because you know why? Because why? when you went in the dealership, thank you and here's my address. He's sitting there. You know, he had a, his office was right off the showroom. I think yep. James took over his office. His office is right off the showroom. It's all glass. You look in there. You wave at him. He comes out and shakes your hand. One day, one day, I'm in, I'm in picking up, picking up one of my cars for service, 
and he comes out. He's he's driving. He was going somewhere. Walked out the, the door, and he's walking through the service department. And I said to him, "Hey, Mr. Sinclair, how you doing? You know, you know, I, you know, I, I, you know, big, big fan of yours because if you know the story, he used to be a St. Louis City cop, and yeah. um, and so so he comes up to me and he goes, and you know, he shakes my hand. Hey, thanks for doing business with us. And and I had the receipt in my hand, and he says, uh, he says, did you already pay for that? I go, no. So he grabs the receipt out of my hand, and he writes in his big letters, 50% off, Dave Sinclair. And he signs it. And he says, okay, go pay for it now. I'm going like, wow, I like that. <laughs> you know, it was, and the bill was like about 400 bucks. So, I mean, I, you know, I shook his hand, and it saved me $200. You know, and once again, people like me, I bought cars from him because of the fact that, A, I, don't, I haven't bought any you know, new cars from, from anybody for a while. But, but, A, when you went into Dave Sinclair... They didn't stick all the gunk on the cars. They didn't stick stick the you know the bug repellent on the windshield that they charge you five hundred dollars for. You know what I'm saying? You know. Yeah. And it you was just usually, got a nice, reputable. Well, car. it was it was it was like you know it was like I mean back in the day. Refreshing. Back in the day, one day I walked in there, I bought three cars, bang 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 like that. One day I went in and bought two trucks, you know, for my business, and and to the point where like I'm in and out in like twenty minutes. You know, I'm going, like, okay, this is great. <laughs> I don't have to jump through all these hoops and things like that. In and out, bang, gone, done. You know, and 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 what's interesting is that you and I will tell the story. We went and pitched uh, Dave Sinclair um, on his, his, his advertising because not only does, uh, does Dave Sinclair, but his brother James, they use the same advertising agency. And, you know, James was really, you know, very kind to us and remembered me from buying a bunch of cars and stuff like that. But yet... Yes. He's not doing much advertising. And and his advertising agency guy essentially said, remember, it was interesting talking to him. He essentially yeah, said, here's what's happened in the car business. Everybody's you know, online and everybody's, you know, knows exactly what the price is going to be before they get onto the, you know, onto the, the dealership lot. And he said, We're, what we need to do is go back to, you know, why is buying a, roots. a, yeah, why is buying a Ford from Dave Sinclair different than buying it from somebody else? You know, because of the fact that, you know, it's, there's somebody there who backs up that car. You know, and remember Dave Sinclair, the used car thing. If it's not right, we'll make it right, you know? And if you buy a used car and there's something wrong, you come back, hey, man, okay, we'll fix it. No questions asked, you know? Yep. How did we get talking about this? I'm sorry? I, I said, how did we get talking about this? I, I Well, all I know is that, I, you know, it's really funny. You know, his Dave Sinclair, the original Dave Sinclair, you know, his marketing was genius. But he was it was the last it, person you saw on the television before it went out. And he would just say, thank you, and here's my address. And so it was ingrained in me as a child because he put me to bed every night because I stayed up late. So and he, so, so he, I grew up knowing Dave Sinclair. He lived near you group. then? He lived near you? come over every night and go, Shelly, good night. No, it was through the TV. <laughs> he would say he would, he would would say something, and he would say, thank you, and here's my address. Yeah. Yep. And, and I mean, so basically it was like that repetitive thing. So when cars weren't important to me, I still always remembered Dave Sinclair. Well, I have news for you. Cars have always been important to me. Well, that's because you're a guy. <laughs> I mean, I didn't get my no. license until I was like 17 and a half. I'm not a guy. I'm not a dude. I'm not a dudette. I'm a dude X. Uh-huh. Oh, look, it's 716. Actually, it's seven sixteen, but you know. That's what I said. You said seven seventeen. I did not. You said seven nineteen. 
Okay, no, I didn't. You said 719. And then you said... Bend down and whisper in my ear. Wow, I love That's those. That's exactly what I said. <laughs> 760. I like it better when they thank God that they're a man. I like that one better. Than... <laughs> 716. <laughs> and then we have the Pussycat Dog. Westplex 107.1, Nobody Love. Morning tea is 724. It is BS in the morning. We haven't talked about this at all, this uh, sh- police shooting that happened uh, Monday in uh, Philadelphia. Did you, by any chance, watch the video of that? No. You know, you know, big riots again in Philadelphia and riots and, you know, sympathetic riots in New York City and things like that. Um, I watched the video and I guess it's disturbing because of the fact that you actually see someone being killed. I mean, being shot to death. But the, they got a call about this guy, a black gentleman, who's running around trying to stab people. And the police roll up, and sure enough, he's got a knife, and he's chasing people around. So he runs between a couple of cars, you know, runs away from the police. Then he runs up the sidewalk, comes out between two cars, and charges the two police officers with this knife. Okay? Now. I heard about this. I ask, what would you do? And we're not talking, he's like taking like little bitty tiny slow steps. He's running at the police with this knife in his hand. And they shoot him and ultimately kill him. And then, and then the riots break. Well, but then right after this, a woman who was yelling and screaming, um, I don't know if it was the guy's mother, relative, neighbor, sister, friend, whatever. She goes over and she starts wailing away at one of the cops. I mean, she's punching him and hitting him, you know, I mean, hard. I mean, like, you know, you know, physically assaulting him. And I'm going like, okay, nobody says anything about that. You know what I mean? Like, you know, once again. And now it's to the point where it's like, and and here we go again. I know people who are social workers. And the whole deal is they're talking about like in Portland, Seattle. Well, not every call should be responded to by a police officer. Because just because of the fact that when a police officer shows up, he's got a badge and he's got a gun. And that's threatening to people. Okay, so if you're a social worker... And you get a call that um, there's a guy who's wigged out, running around in the streets of Philadelphia with a knife. Do you answer that call? (laughs) Do you show up and try to talk the guy out of his knife? And if he comes after you, how do you defend yourself? Because you're just a social worker. You don't have a gun or mace or, or, or a taser or anything like that. I mean, you know, there's sometimes... And they're, they're nasty situations in our, in our civilization where it's like some people just go off the edge, right? They do. I mean, what's sort of interesting about this... Did they this, determine if he was on drugs or not? I, well, who knows at this point? You know, I mean, if, even if he was like, you know, even the, the George Floyd guy up in Minneapolis, they talked about how he had, what was he, he had so much fentanyl in his, in his body, there, in his system that, you know, he was like, you know, he, he was drugged up. You know, I mean, and, and that's what's spooky because you talk to police and they'll tell you stories about guys that are, you know, mainly guys. Superhuman strength. Exactly. PCP, whatever they're on. And yeah. it takes like five officers to subdue somebody, you know, and we're talking most cops aren't little wimps. You know what I mean? I mean, they're not like, you know, they're not like like Hulk Hogan. Some of them are. But, you know, for the most part, police officers are not little tiny people. They're larger sized and usually in pretty decent shape can pop you like a tick right 
you know that's what they're trained for and and you know and i i I see this all the rioting and i'm going like okay and and it's to the point where and if you watch the video you know whoever shot it he's making commentary and after the guy gets shot and he's saying things like oh they killed him because he's a black man i'm going like no they killed him are they, you know, once again, they ultimately did kill him because they didn't know he was dead or alive at the time, but they took him to the hospital and he was pronounced dead. But he was chasing everybody with a knife. You know, it didn't matter if he was white guy, an Asian guy, you know, you know, an alien from outer space. You know, I mean, it's like, I don't get it. You know, I mean, it, it's it. And, I do know. I agree with everything you're saying. Well, you don't have to agree. You know, matter of fact, I'd sort of like that you disagree. But I, I just I do like to disagree I, with you. But in this instant. No, maybe, I agree with you. Maybe it's because, once again, life-changing experience right out of high school. I worked three years as a police dispatcher, and I saw the other side of the equation. And, you know, do the cops make mistakes? Heck, yeah, they make mistakes, and a lot of them, they'll be the first to admit it. You know, yeah. but by the same token, put yourself in a situation. You get a call. You roll up on a situation. You know, a guy's chasing people around with a knife. Okay, that's not a good situation. And obviously... No, he can't you can't talk to the guy because he's running around like a crazy man you know and i don't know and 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 why is it that that okay so they're looting like we had in st louis okay so does that make their case any better or in most people's minds it makes it worse to the point where it's like okay we get it you're upset if you were march down the street and yell and scream and say you know we're going to change things we're going to elect different people i get that but yet that's not what they're doing they're stealing stuff and it's like okay so is that does that help you any no it makes your it makes your situation look worse you know you know and sometimes i i really do wonder what would dr king think of the way that things are going i don't know i mean that is sad i really do think i really do wonder that well who knows who knows you know who knows who knows I don't know. It's 728. Why That's am I having I problems with my computer this morning? Okay. I'm just. Oops. Sorry. 729. I was Hold wrong. on a minute. Hold on a minute. Let me. Where am I at here? Okay. Da, da, da. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. 729. Westplex 107.1. It is BS in the morning. I'm Shelly. She is Brad. 739. Um, I saw this yesterday. I thought this was interesting. Um, and I had no idea this went on. People, especially women. Where they, when they vote, they go to Susan B. Anthony's grave and they stick their I voted stickers on her headstone. No, they don't. No, honest to God. I'm reading it right here. Uh, it's in, it's here, here, here it is. It's CNN. For years, it's been a local tradition sticking I voted stickers on Susan B. Anthony's grave. But this year, things are going to look a little different at Friends of Mount Hope Cemetery in Rochester, New York, where Anthony's grave is situated. The grave will be covered with, in plastic to protect it from being damaged, cemetery officials said. Uh, We're faced with a dilemma. Patricia Cochran, president of Friends of Mount Hope Cemetery, wrote in a statement on October 23rd. On one hand, putting a sticker on her gravestone can be seen as a patriotic gesture, a way of celebrating the life of Miss Anthony and thanking for her efforts to get women the right to vote. On the other hand, many people consider this to be a desecration of a family gravestone because a gravestone is private property. People uh, people interested in historic restoration believe the stone was being irrefutably damaged, irrefutably damaged, okay? They're saying that this has gone on for several years and the this the the um, adhesive on the um, back of the I voted stickers has a chemi- chemical reaction to the stone and it's deteriorating her headstone so 
they put this plastic cover over the headstone and people still go and they stick there. I voted. I would imagine it's mostly women. And, you know, you and I have talked about this before. If you think about it, we're 100 years. Women have only had the right to vote for 100 years. This country's been around for what? 200 and how many years now? Uh, to, to about, you know, let's just round it off. 250 years. Okay, country's been around for 250 years. So far, essentially, two-thirds are, you know, close to two-thirds of the life of this country, women could not vote. Okay? How bad is that? How sad is that? And once again, for me, I don't hear women say much about that. Um, you know, I, I've told the story before. My mom was this very strong, independent woman. And to the point where that's what has made me, you know, very comfortable around strong, successful, independent women. Whereas a lot of my, you know, compatriots who are, <laughs> you know, I went to school with, like, their moms were June Cleaver. And that was the deal with, 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 you know, with me and my friends. I mean, when I'd go over to my one friend's house, Craig, his mother, you know, was the nicest woman in the world. All she wanted to know was what I wanted to have for lunch, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah, Get, I didn't have that mom. Well, my friends would come over to, to my house and my mom would quiz them down about when they're going to go to college. You know, here, like we're 10 years old. And my mom said, well, have you considered what college you're going to go to? Because my mom was an education freak. She was a special ed teacher. She was a speech and hearing pathologist. And she was always upset about how men ruled everything well that's gone you know i mean we're about ready to have a a, a woman president elected uh-huh <laughs> you don't believe me <laughs> i don't i don't actually uh, joe's just a placeholder joe's just gonna get elected i understand that but i think he's being like a child and two weeks after he's elected he's gonna go you know i don't feel good this uh, just isn't right i don't i don't feel right. right i can't remember what the buttons are for i'm i'm just gonna hand this off to kamala you know and she'll be our first women president and first whatever you know that's what's gonna happen uh, right? I, of course that's gonna happen i mean there, you know there's yeah. no doubt about that you know i mean that's just yeah this is gonna happen and do i have a problem with that Nah, not really you know but it's one of those things where where I, I have a problem with it only because they're being so sneaky about it and they're they're truly exploiting this man and i don't like it so you're saying a politician is being sneaky <laughs> well that's, they're being that's, extra sneaky that's, and they're, that's, that's they're, never, i'm more upset about them exploiting this man that's but, never happened that's before me. remember steve stanger the st louis county executive <laughs> Yeah. You think he was playing with the cards face up? No. You know, <laughs> once again, I mean, you know, these, I mean, sneaky. And, you know, once again, it's like, it's like car salesmen. Okay. There are creepy, dishonest car salesmen, but I would have yes, to say the majority of the car salesmen are, you know, pretty good people, you know, upstanding. Yeah. You know, you got a dealership like. I have a very good friend that's a car salesman. Well, you know, like one of our clients, you know, uh, Chris Offenberg, Ford Lincoln. I mean, you know. Gus, who runs the place, you know what? I mean, he goes out of his way to treat people right. Matter of fact, I'm still impressed yes, by he this. He, he, I don't know if I told you they're not. He told me this years ago. He says he practices, everybody in his dealership practices what they call the 10-foot rule. Have you ever heard of this before? Uh, only from you. Well, he, he learned it at some resort he was at, and, and, and he said that whenever he got within 10 feet of somebody who worked at the resort, no matter who it was, if it was like the maintenance guy, he would be approached and he said, sir, you know, uh, is there anything I can help you with? So I've seen it in action. You go down to Chris Offenberg, and if you're in the showroom, you know, and, 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 the, and the service, one of the service technicians walks through the showroom, he'll say to one of the customers, ma'am, you know, sir, um, is there anything I can help you with? 
And, you know, oh, no, I'm here to pick up my car. Okay, is everything going okay? You know, that kind of stuff. Okay. Once again, they run a good operation. But then you got, you know, slimy Jaime and his brother, you know, who were, you know, <laughs> selling, selling, you know, hey, it was driven by a little old lady and she only drove it, oh, you know, so to, to go to the casino one day a month. You know, it's like, yeah, right. You know, why does it have, why does it have racing stripes on it? And, you know, oh, you know, so you know there used to be a joke in the radio business that, um, or well, actually in the car business, but it was sort of a radio joke um, that if you got into a used car, and if you punched all the buttons and they were all rock stations, the transmission you don't was, want that car. Well, the transmission was shot. So, <laughs> you know, oh. you know, and if you got in a car and you pressed all the buttons and they were all like, you know, KZK, beautiful music kind of stuff. It was some old lady that owned the car, you know, and that car was the one to buy. So and, and you know, That's one of those things to know. Well, but whenever I get in a used car or a yeah. rental car, I always set the all those presets to. KSLQ 104.5 and Westplex 107.1. Listen to you. Aren't I totally you, do aren't that. Aren't you kind? Aren't you kind? Uh, oh, one other thing. We'll talk about this next break. The controversy last night with the big celebration with the Los Angeles Dodgers. Have you heard about this yet? It's already uh-uh. a controversy. Here they win the World Series, and there's a huge controversy going on about it. You know, okay, we'll talk about the next break, okay? It is 740. Let me make sure I got this. I've been screwed up all morning. My computer is not being cooperative with me. 7.46. Westplex 107.1. It is BS in the morning. I'm Shelly. She is Brad. 7.52. It is a Wednesday morning. If I said Tuesday morning, I apologize. Um, <clears throat> big controversy in the sports world, Shelly. Have you heard about this yet? No. <laughs> of course you're not. Justin Turner, third baseman for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Okay, let me clear my throat a minute. Hold on. Okay. Third baseman for the LA Dodgers. Halfway through the game last night... His test came back for COVID-19, came back positive. So they pulled him from the game. Okay, so he's, he's out on the field, playing third base, batting in the dugout. Halfway through the game, whoops, he came back positive. So they essentially say, you have to leave the game, and you have to go inside the clubhouse, and you have to quarantine. So Dodgers win the World Series. They win game six. Guess who's out on the field celebrating with his teammates and no mask? Roger. Justin Turner. Justin. Yes. Yes. So now the controversy is is like, okay, according to CNN, says, Turner initially didn't join his teammates on the field for the postgame celebrations and tweeted, can't believe I couldn't be out there to celebrate with my guys. However, he did eventually return to the field to celebrate, hugging his teammates, posing for photos with the roster, and at times not wearing a mask, which has led to both the 35-year-old third baseman and the Dodgers organization coming in for criticism. Quote, I don't think there is anybody that was going to stop him from doing from going out into the field. Andrew Friedman, the Dodgers president of the baseball operation, told reporters after the game. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Friedman asked that Turner had been careful not to mingle with those he, quote, hadn't already been in contact with, but said he didn't keep an eye on him during the postgame celebrations. So, you can't even have fun on your post-game celebrations because this stupid virus is like, it's like the ultimate buzzkill, you know? I mean, think about that. You know, you, you, you're a baseball player. He's 35, so this guy's been in baseball for a while, okay? He wins the World Series. Um, halfway through the game, he's pulled out of the game because he's tested positive for the Charlie 1-9, okay? So the celebration, he gets out there, doesn't have his mask on, and now he's a bad guy. Well, it's it's that kind of world. We need to adapt. We've already pivoted. We need to adapt. 
I don't know if he's a bad guy, but I think he made a poor choice. So you don't agree that you would you you agree with everybody saying that he shouldn't have been out there in the field celebrating, especially with his, with his mask off. Okay, correct. Yeah, but he's just you know it's it's among friends. You know he's not out there hugging hugging fans and stuff like that. He's not out there you know hugging hugging Joe Biden who was at the game. Oh no, he wasn't. I'm sorry. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You know, I—it's one of those things where it's like, you know, I have to tell you, I have to tell you that. What are you going to tell me? No, here, here's the thing. I know this is going to be like ultimately politically correct. Okay, if there were a third candidate who was running for president, let's say on the, on the, let's say it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, uh, who was, who was, it was, it was Kanye West. And, and what was his party he was running on? Remember the, the name of the party he had, whatever the party I, was. I don't know. Okay. If Con- a big fat liar party, <laughs> listen to you. If Kanye, like two months ago would have said, Hey, here's my platform. There's only one thing on my platform. Screw COVID-19. We're not gonna, you know, we're not gonna. Everything's, you know, you like Colin Kaepernick when you need him. You, you like, pre, you like me, president, and you know what? Everything's back to normal. You can fly. You can go to the restaurant. You go to the gym. You can, you know, hang out. You can go to the club. You can go to the baseball game, the football game, the soccer game, the hockey hockey game, the basketball game. You know, you can, you know, be up in people's face, be up in their grill. That's my platform. You know what? He'd get elected at this point, don't you think? People go like, yeah, I'm tired of this stuff. I like that guy. There's a lot of people that are very mask, pro-mask. But I'm telling you, I think the majority of people are like, okay, we've had enough. Had enough. Well, I'm I'm like that too, but I also say that uh, um, I wear a mask too because you don't know where other people are in their journey with COVID. Well, I know. I've got my I've got my COVID scanner on. Didn't you Didn't you see my new COVID scanner? Whatever. It's like I wear it on my shirt, and if I, you know, sometimes I'm like, you know, I'm in a place like that. Means oh, I'm close to someone with COVID nineteen. Stay away from them. You don't believe me? No. You haven't seen my COVID nineteen skin? No. Is that the thing you have hanging over your ear? <laughs> it looks like a headset, but it's actually my COVID nineteen. And and see what's interesting is oh, only, only I was wondering. I'm like, what does he have yeah, on his head? It's my headset. It's it's only only my only I can hear it. And it's like and it's like it's got a female voice. Do you know that? That's why they have. That's why they have. Uh, um, <laughs> can I tell you my weird story? Okay, a girl that I dated when I was in high school. Okay, uh, her real name is Donna Muzzy. M u z z e y. And I met her when I was a senior and she was a junior and, uh, you know, interesting woman. And she had her whole life planned out. She was going to be an actress and she was going to go to New York and blah, 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 blah. And a couple years later, when I was in college, you know, she invited me over to her place. She had some apartment, I guess it was like in Maplewood or something like that, where she was on the second floor. And it was like a great big old monsters open room. And she had it set up. She had a stage built and she had seats like here. She owned a little theater. Oh, I'm going to be a, a, you know, star, star, the whole bit. Okay. Well, her, her acting skills uh, or acting career didn't go very far. So she got into the radio business and one day i found like is this the same gal i dated when i was in high school well anyway she has an incredible voice 
And for a long time, she was the voice of Schnooks. If you remember, she would hit all the Schnooks ads. I do. Yes. Okay. That was Donna. And and she's been, it's funny because every once in a while, I, she'll come up on Facebook, her and I are friends, and I'll send her a little direct message like, hey, I'm the only person that knows all of your names. Because she was, she was Donna Muzzy, M-U-Z-Z-E-Y. That was her real name. And then when she went on the air, she was Donna uh, Michaels. And then she got married and she was Donna Race. And now she's, now she's Donna Postal. So she's had four different last names. So- the point of the story is that one of the things on, if you go to her website, and I think if you go to Donna Postal, P-O-S-T-E-L, DonnaPostal.com, she's got her voice work on there and you can you know, hire her to do voice work. But one of her credits is she did work for either Boeing or the Defense Department. I can't remember who hired her. And she was the voice in the F-15 that was the enunciator voice that told the pilots there was problems like, you know, you know. You know, too low, too low, obstruction of head, obstruction of head, engine out, engine out. And you know why they used a woman? Why? Because they... Men are used to being um, butched at? No, because they. she told me this whole story. She said they did psychological tests on all the pilots, and the pilots would listen because once again she's on there when they're in trouble her voice comes on you know i mean like it's like the enunciator like engine out engine out you know engine fire engine fire that kind of stuff and and to the point where they did they did research on all these pilots and the pilots were more open to listening to a woman and they would pay attention to a woman more than they would a man's voice so that's why they hired her so she did all the enunciators on that. So so whenever like the engine went out on your F-15, it's Donna, you know, Donna Muzzy slash Michael slash Ray slash Postal telling you that, you know, your engine's out. I wonder if she was the voice on Aliens. No, I don't you think You have 0.5 seconds no, I don't, to reach no. minimum safe distance. No, it wasn't, it wasn't like that. But anyway, what she does, oh, but now what's interesting, joke, her, okay. her thing now is she's found Nirvana because what she does is she's doing, um, she's reading a lot of books, you know, like books on tape, you know, Audible, uh-huh. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Because now she gets to use her voice and she also gets to act. So she's reading the, you know, the books and like, not just reading like, like, like this. And it was a wonderful day. Sort of like, like I'm going to get in trouble for this. The Hillary Clinton book. If you ever listened to that one where she, where there's the one part where she's talking about Trump coming up behind her at the, at the one, uh, at the one um, a debate where he goes, you know, you creep. Get away from me. You know, it's like, that's not what she said. You know what I mean? You know, it would be like, like if somebody came up to you and like tried to, you know, like, like, like somebody that's like trying to came, you know, come up in the street and tried to grab you, you wouldn't go, you creep, stay away from me. Would you? No, I would probably <laughs> throat punch him. Well, the idea of being is. Or kick is, him in his knee. Uh, in his knee. Uh-huh. <sighs> It's like my they favorite. go down when it's their knee. It's like my favorite cheer in high school. My my team, you know, the cheerleaders used to do my favorite cheer. Rah rah re, kick him in the knee. Rah rah ras, kick him in the other knee. Yeah, Tiffany did that. <laughs> I think that one's been around for a while. Okay, it is time for us to depart. It is time for us to leave the sacred airwaves. There goes my voice again. Hold on. Okay, so while you're you know okay. getting rid of your hairball. <laughs> I just wanted to say thank you to our sponsors. 
uh, Angie Harness with um, Harness Your Dreams. She's with Keller Williams. Caleb Hunter with uh, Salt River Automotive. Jeff Lang with AmFam. You guys are great. And uh, Scott Ellinger with The Brass Rail. So thank you to our sponsors for the BS in the Morning Show. We couldn't have this much fun without you. And I want to thank all the candidates who bought advertising on our station. Oh, that's Blaine Luchtemeyer. That was it. Yeah, thank you, Blaine. <laughs> yeah, that was it. And all those other candidates and who... And the Republican uh, Central Committee. Well, that's not necessarily you know, candidate ads. But yeah, we appreciate the St. Charles County Republican Central Committee. But all those other candidates who stood up and said, you need to, we need to do business locally. And then they bought, you know, uh, Facebook ads. <clears throat> yeah. Thanks, guys. Appreciate the help. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Should I say that? Or am I in trouble for that now? No, no, you're not in trouble. It's true, but, you know, it's 802. That's what I know. 